Hey guys, Chris Hatton, Jason Balin with the HMB podcast. Today we're discussing the most important number in your real estate transaction and how you can't outsource it to anyone else. Now, so what that number is, is obviously the value of the property. Now, I can't believe to this day that so many people reach out to me, I, I, I talk to them on a regular basis, and they just don't know what the value of the property is based on what they're planning to do. And we're gonna back up a little bit because there's a few different values of a property that you really need to obviously determine. But the point to get across is you can't rely on anybody who doesn't have an economic interest in the property. It is your deal. You're making the money, you or maybe a partner or something, you need to be able to clearly figure out what that number is going to be. So let's back up a little bit based on the different types of real estate numbers and values that you need. So obviously, if you're a wholesaler, if you're wholesaling a property, you need to figure out what the value that a buyer would pay for that property, that a real estate investor mm -hmm. would pay for that property. That's the number one number. What are people paying in, for the stuff in, in that yep. particular spot? Mm -hmm. If you're a landlord, you need to figure out what the value of that property is going to be when it's occupied, when it's rented out. Not when you just go in there for the first time necessarily renovate it because you know that as soon as you renovate a property a and you point. throw a tenant in there that property is just going to go down in value a little a little bit and you might think that's crazy but that's the truth because what happens right. is you have a brand new house and then you throw a tenant in there they're going to have wear and tear there's going to be some additional remodeling that needs to, to take place and also depending on the type of residential or, or rental property you own if it's one unit or multi-unit you may have to figure out some sort of kind of income approach based on your rents that are in place to determine that value of that property so that's for for landlords, and then uh, for all the flippers out there, that's the tricky one because a lot of the flippers, right. number one, they believe their properties are worth a lot more than they potentially are. Uh, but again, you can't just rely on your realtor. You can't just rely on an appraiser. You can't just rely on some magic formula of cost per square footage. And also the one, one, one thing that most people miss related to that is we can all renovate a house and they might all sell for different prices based on how well we execute your experience level, uh, your neighbors. There's so many things. We've talked about that in other podcasts related to everything that goes into it. So as a flipper, you really, really, really need to know based on what you're going to do to that property and how quick you want to unload it, what the after repair value is, what the value is, because all of these numbers you need to determine so you can back into what you want to originally purchase it for. Yeah. So a couple a couple of the main points to to touch on a little bit more is like Jason said, you can definitely use some information from some other people from some third parties like a real estate agent and appraiser and other investor. You shouldn't take in these opinions, but keep in mind that that most important number, just using ARV as a very common one, let's call it that one for the purpose of this discussion. You're the one taking the risk. At the end of the day, your money's on the line. The appraiser's money's on the line. The agent's money's on the line. It's all yours. So you need to feel 100% comfortable with what that is. You can take their opinion, but you can't rely only on their knowledge, not on your own. You should take their opinion. I mean, sure. We, I, mean, sure. I value properties all day long for the purposes of lending on them. And, you know, a lot of them are pretty cookie cutter. They're pretty easy to value. But again, I'm just not looking at comps. I'm looking at, you know, the character of the borrower to determine how well we believe that they could, they could exit. Uh, there, there's a lot yep. of other things that are in place besides what these three sold and three active comps on that block or in that neighborhood would say. And let's be honest, you could ask a real estate agent, you can ask an appraiser, you can ask a, a partner, you can ask the, whoever. Um, and they, chances are they might give you different answers, right? Real estate investing is, is speculated to begin with. And listen, if you can't wrap your head around a deal, then you might not just want to do that deal, you know, unless you 
really, really know and you're really, really comfortable on what that property is going to end up selling with. Like I said, like we look at a lot of properties on a regular basis and 80% of them are, are kind of pretty cookie cutter, so they're easy to value. But those other 20% are always asking for opinions of, of other local knowledge people or just, just, just running to buy someone else just to, get a, just to get a second look on it. But the big factor that so many people miss, and an appraiser's not gonna tell you this or a real estate agent's not gonna tell you this, is it has to do with what you're doing to the property and how well you, as a real estate investor, is going to execute. That is such a, such a big thing. Yeah, that's probably the number one mistake that we see, even in conversations with the people who come to our meetup group or, you know, in uh, potential real estate investors who come to our company for a loan is exactly that. The newer investors make the mistake of using the top comp on the block, the top comp in the area called 600K as their comp. Well, here's the problem with that. That was most likely done by a real estate investor who's done 100 deals. If they're getting the top comp in the market, there's a reason for that. They know their product. They know their stuff. They know exactly what it's going to sell for. Not exactly, but more so than anyone else. And it would be a mistake to think that if you've done one, two, three, five deals, that you're going to put out the same product as a guy or gal who's done 100 deals, right? Yep. And we see it all the time. We see it all the time. And honestly, the thought process that goes into it from a pro is the exact opposite. They will look at the transaction and say, okay, maybe we get six on this. But if we get 550, how are our numbers? How does this deal look? Are we still doing this deal at 550 exit price? The conservative mindset, the smart approach to it. Whereas newer people are like, oh, 600 exit price, I'm gonna make 120 grand. And like, they just go kind of willy nilly into it. And as a lender, I can tell you real quick who, without even asking someone their experience, what, how experienced they are, based on what their numbers come in at, based on what they say. We always ask them, oh, what do you think the value of the property is, right? Mm -hmm. We're gonna come up with our own answer. So what we believe based on their character and how well we believe they can execute, it's gonna, and what they're doing, their scope of work, what it's gonna be. But based on where their head is, it tells you so much. Mm -hmm. Because a you know, good investor will pull in comps and we're like, hmm, wow, this is, I think they could probably potentially sell for more. And on the other side, it's, there's no way this thing's gonna sell over 299. That's the best, best, best case scenario. And then it's like, yeah, I'm gonna push it to 325 or 350 or 375. And it's like, you know, chances are that's just not gonna happen. So right. let, let us leave you with this. We've all been in a really good real estate marketing environment over the last few years, over a decade for that pattern. Been increasing, increasing, increasing. And I'm not telling you, I'll be the first one to say that most of the properties that we do loans on, most of the properties our clients buy, they do end up selling for more than what what is supportive because the market's increasing. And as the market increases, you know, you don't necessarily have to have the best property and still sell for top dollar because supply and demand. But let me tell you, that's changing. And when that changes, if you get yourself into a bad deal because you're just too speculative and you just can't wrap your brain around the right numbers uh, and you're just not sure what's going to happen with that, you're going to get your butt handed to you, I promise you. So there's no need to. You know, even though it's a, a competitive environment right now, there's still a lot of good opportunities out there. and We see them every day. Absolutely. Be smart about your numbers. Be safe with your investment. Make some money in real estate. See you guys next time.